What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Love is in the Air, a podcast supporting commuter marriages and long-distance relationships with Elaine and Abe Romero. Well, hello everyone. This is Elaine Romero, licensed marriage and family therapist here tonight with my husband, Abe Romero, Abraham Romero. That's right. It's it's Esquire. Abraham Romero Esquire <laughs> Romero, in case you didn't know that. Oh, okay. I, I remember being younger I, and saying, Esquire. Why don't I always introduce you? You think I should introduce yeah, you? Let's try it. Okay. I'm sorry, I was making. Hello. Wait, okay, hold on. Hello, everybody. My name is Abe Romero, and I would love to introduce you to my lovely wife, Elaine Romero. Hello. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> and that's when you come up with the snappy jokes and stuff? Yeah, I guess I'm not. Yeah, I think we should keep it the way we have it. Let's not. Okay, let's do it one more time. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> People are going to kill us. Abe, we yes. had over 10,000 downloads. I know. That's super awesome. I can't imagine 10,000 people wanting to see anything I've ever been a part of. So uh, it's good. It must be. It's all you. It might just be my mom, you know, just like downloading, downloading. (laughs) Right. Over and over again. Yeah. Well, thank you to Susan for doing that for us. Actually, I don't even think she listens to it. That's pretty sad. Well, today's episode mm-hmm. and this is something that you and I were talking about earlier this week and today's episode is do you have what it takes to be in an LDR yeah. or a commuter marriage yeah. and um, I'm here to say that <laughs> aside from you and I I really don't know many people that do I mean let's just be honest we're better Shut people up. there's uh, statistically there's a lot of people doing it honey as good as we are, though? <laughs> yeah. Try saying that to me, like, what What was it, two weeks ago when I had another crying, crying episode? <laughs> crying nervous breakdown <laughs> because of it? Yes. So maybe you're handling yeah. it well. Well, no, I'm not handling it well either. And, and no one handles it well, let's be honest. <laughs> I guess that could go for that, that could go for any relationship really. Right. There's ups and downs and and all that kind of fun stuff. But today we're going to talk about um have what, what it takes. Do you have are you tough enough you tough? to handle an LDR? Dun, dun, um, <laughs> exactly. That's what it feels like sometimes. We're rocky, right? We're we're up against the ropes. We're down and out. Sorry. <laughs> and then just when you think it's over and done, you somehow come back and you fight again. Yeah. And it's that's what it I feel like. This is constant fight mm-hmm. to keep it going and keep it fresh and keep it interesting. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And and I think that that there's a lot of things we're going to talk about and probably some tough stuff. Yeah. Uh, and maybe not everything that people want to hear, because guess what? It's not all sunshine and roses, right? Yeah. and There's a and lot of difficult right. things. Every time I feel like I'm doing pretty good, I'm like, you know, uh, this is working out. We can do this, and it's not too much longer. And, and then I'll have like a bad week, or not a bad week, like a bad couple days, and then I'm just really low. Um and so let, let's, yeah. we can talk, we'll talk about that, like what for us makes us really low and like what we do and things like that. But let's, t- let's, let's, and guys, we have something a little different tonight. So typically I <laughs> am the one to organize these. And I told Abe tonight, I'm like, you outline it, you do it. 
And you know what? I stepped up to the challenge. She I got did. my box of my box of crayons out. <laughs> I and I made like a cool like car that had like flames coming out the sides and stuff. <laughs> That's your outline. And I sent that back, and I said, "What do you think?" <laughs> oh my no, god! No, I, I put some thought into this. I, I mean, we've known each other since we were like seven or eight years old, but I don't. I never had school with you. I would have loved to sit next to you in school. We would have gotten so much trouble. I know, I know. We were talking of laughing. <laughs> now you'd be talking about me now, like that jerk. Oh yeah, that jerk in second grade, Abe. Yeah, I hated that guy. <laughs> we would have had fun together. <laughs> we sure would have. Okay. Okay, so let's get into it a little bit here because one of the things that we were discussing uh, this week when we were trying to find topics is is that uh, are there people that are best suited for this kind mm-hmm. of relationship in LDR? And if so, kind of who are they? What are they? Uh, is it age, stage of life, income, all that kind of stuff? So let's let's kind of break it down a little bit for you guys, honestly. So just to be quite frank, in LDR, in, in terms of are you tough enough, listen, anybody's commuter marriage, tough enough. Or commuter marriage. A commuter marriage. Anybody can do it. It's just the amount of commitment and what you're willing to put in. But are there people in terms of age that can at a better can better handle mm-hmm. a, a long-distance relationship or commuter marriage? Yeah, I mean... To go back what you to, before I answer that, to go back to what you just said, yeah, I kind of think it's like that concept of like people always talk about like, do you have a beach body? And it's like everybody has a beach body, right? Like mm-hmm, if you want to mm-hmm. go to the beach in your body, go to the beach or like bikini ready. And it's like everybody's bikini ready. You know what I mean? If you want to wear a bikini, wear right. a bikini. So it's kind of like, am I, am I, can I have an LDR? Well, yeah, if you want to have an LDR. But there are going to be some components that make it a little easier. Um, And so it is important to kind of think about, like, do I have not so much what it takes, but do I have, am I in the right frame of mind, maybe? Well, right. And and when we talk about specific, you know, categories and things like that, where I was bringing that up even is that when you think about long distance relationships and and commuter marriages and, and, you know, of course, LDRs are typically, you know... um, if, they're, if you're going to be young and being an LDR, you certainly can. But do you have the ability, the the means, the, the a wherewithal to do it? Because at that age, typically when you're younger, um, and, and let me just put this out there right now. I'm not downplaying anybody by their well, wait, age or by anything by else. Like, do you mean like high school? Do you mean college? I mean like college. Okay. You know, high school is going to be tough on its own, but, but college is going to be real tough because you may not have the means to sustain certain aspects of what an LDR takes. Now, with with this day and age and technology and everything, it, people might say, well, I have everything I need. I have an internet connection. And I have, we can talk online. We can talk on the phone. We can text back and forth. And that's all I need to have an LDR. Yeah, like I, think, but, I think like high school would be really hard because you have to rely on your parents. And it just, it would depend. Like if you were in high school LDR and they were an hour away, that might really be able to work because you could text and things like that. And parents could bring you or if you have a car and you're old enough to drive but but you know if you're in high school and the person lives across the country that's gonna be or across the the you know like several states away i think that's going to be more challenging financially right um what but even think of this from the from just the support overall because you're going to get naysayers big time in high school and you certainly will in college and even as a young adult maybe but when you become an older adult yeah, well, actually, um, though... No one can really say well, anything, wait a minute, you know? Though, the, the largest, the highest number, I mean, the the largest number of people in an LDR is, or maybe I'm not saying that correctly, the age range that tends to be represented the most in an LDR is college age. And so I think that, yeah. I think it's partly a state of mind, too, because I think... People know you're going to go away to college, but maybe you're going to come back. So it might be like high school sweethearts. They're going away to college. Sure. And they know they're coming back on vacations. They know they'll be back for the summer and things Mm -hmm. like that. I did that in college, and I think you did it with one of your girlfriends that went to college. And so I think that, you know, and it like we've talked about it before, it's even easier today with all the technology components that we didn't have at at that age. Um, so I think that 
I don't know. I think that age, I think high school would be harder than college because I think college, you can always book a flight or you might be able to like jump in your car and go see your boyfriend or girlfriend um, on or your partner, you know, like on the weekend or something like that. Um, right. And I guess I should I say that a lot that of people I'm... are doing it in college. Yeah. And, and, and I, I kind of forgot about the whole I'm going away for college. I'm coming back during the summer aspect of it because then you can certainly do it. But yeah, there's another component too. I was thinking more like I'm now in a serious relationship in college and I've never met the person face to face, but we just somehow connected and we're, you know, on the, well, I'm on the West coast, she's on the East coast and we've never met. And that, that component of it adds another wrinkle. And so I'm just going to combine all of these because it really uh, depends upon your age, your stage of life, your income, your location. Is it international? Are you just two States away? And, and they so all have their, what you're saying is they all have their unique challenges. Cause I think if you move past college, then you get to like, you know, people in their thirties or forties, they might have young kids and that's going to be really mm-hmm. hard to do, you know, traveling back and forth. Whereas you and I had like teenagers and college age kids. And so it was a little more doable. Um, right. Right. And that's another component we're probably, you know, going to address later in life. And I'm going to leave this open ended and kind of a free form because we're going to jump all over the place a little bit. And I want to try to stick to the outline as much as we can. But at the end of the day, a lot of these cross pollinate. You mean your and, outline um, of a car with flames? Right, my see, we're running, we're in the beginning of the flame portion right now, and it's about to get a lot hotter. Ooh, if you know what I'm I saying, like it. <laughs> I wish it was, but it really isn't. It's going to get more depressing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah I mean, a lot, a lot of those, those factors. A lot of those factors, you're right, do make a difference. And but that's not to say, like, I think we have to be really careful because, like. Like, you know, we don't want to say, do you have what it takes it for an LDR? Well, this stage is going to be harder and that stage is going to be harder. And then you get some person listening who's like bummed out. I mean, at the end of the day, I actually think every stage, you know, whatever age range you're in has different type challenges. And I think if you want it, if you really love the person and you want it and you know, this is my person, I still think you can make it happen, but it may I guess it's great that we're coming together as a community and sharing ideas, but everyone's story is a little different and, and each couple has different challenges is the point. Right. And I think that's what it boils down to as well. And let's just kind of put that out there sooner rather than later is that if you found the one and, and it's mutual and you feel like there's nothing that, um, that you can't overcome to make sure that you stay together as a couple, then any of these challenges or obstacles we're going to throw at you are going to be something that you're willing to overcome. Mm -hmm. However, um, I think with different ages and different stages of life and income and location and things like that, what you're doing is are you willing to carry, you know, a sack with one boulder over the shoulder up the hill or in your current situation, or sometimes we're going to stack two boulders three boulders, four boulders. And if you're still willing to carry it up the hill, then, you know, I, I think that's great. But it's still, there's going to be more challenges depending upon what's going on in your life. <laughs> I'm just picturing these boulders. It sounds really... <laughs> well, sure, shit ain't hot air balloons. <laughs> this sounds like a lot, right? Now, wait, let me, let me, I, I for some reason I was picturing like, what kind of boulders does he mean? <laughs> <laughs> How about bowling balls? Bowling balls, that? that'd be good too. Okay, so so <laughs> what I was gonna also say that to that. Oh no, did I forget my brain? Come on, brain, you can remember. <laughs> um, okay, I know what I was gonna say. What I would also like to say to that too, though, is I do want to be considerate of the fact that we might be having some people listen to this episode who are even considering can I do it or not, and that's not to say that like. I think it's it's important to just be honest with yourself and your partner because it's also okay, you know? Like if I had my, let's say one of my kids who's in their 20s say, 
gosh, I thought I was going to be able to do this, but now I think I'd rather have an opportunity to date some people at my college or in my town or things like that. I also don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that the, if you decide you're not ready for it, you know, because it does take Mm -hmm. a lot of commitment and it does take a lot of creativity and some of that can be fun and some of it can just suck. Right. And I think that's kind of what this episode is all about, because typically we talk about all the great things, mm-hmm. all the good things, all the, the some of the down, you know, uh, the things that are hard. But then we talk about so many good things and how it could be so Beautiful. fulfilling and everything. But this episode really is going to be kind of about kind of no sugarcoating it. Let's talk about the why a lot of this sucks yeah. and and why a lot of it's hard and. And why a lot of you may be like going, oh my but gosh, I don't think I can do we're it. Give some hope but um, <laughs> no, there's no hope. It's all gonna fail. Don't you realize that? <laughs> Run for the hills now. Leave. I'm telling you, get out of here. What? Well, thanks a lot. What are you saying? <laughs> are you saying you want to? Well, not not us because we have what it takes. <laughs> But everyone else, run for the hills. No, no. There's a lot of people out there. In fact, and that's another thing is we rely on each other. That's where why we even started this mm-hmm. podcast again was to have that community to inspire each other, you know, when we're feeling down. Right, right. And so one of the other things that, that I want to kind of get into and shift gears a little bit is, is an LDR sustainable over longer periods mm-hmm. of time? Now, Elaine, tell them about our current circumstances and how much more we have mm-hmm. to go. So we've been doing this for five and a half years. Um, we have three and a half. Well, actually not quite three and a half, <laughs> like three and a quarter left to go. It will be a mm-hmm. total of nine years that we will have distance until we are finally living mm-hmm. under the same roof. Now, right. we got married, though, right. after two years, was it? Mm-hmm. Or was it? Right. Yeah, it was two years, and then we got married. So um, if you guys, it's funny because when I remember actually being in high school, and I had a good friend whose parents were, or dad, the dad was in the military, and I was talking to the mom. He would deploy, you know, for six months at a time, and I was talking to the mom, mm-hmm. and she had told me at one point that when she at her husband was retiring from the military and she said that when you added up all his deployments, he had been away from the home for over seven years. And I remember at the time going, <laughs> what? And then I was like, Oh yeah, I could never do that. Like I'm not gonna ever be able to marry a military person. Then <laughs> look at me now. Now I'm in a, it's gonna be. It's gonna be almost a decade. I know it's ridiculous. You're wasting, you're wasting my time. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, the, the what we have over them that they didn't have is that we get to see each other once a month, and That's we get to true. go out and have fun That's and true. and go well, no, crazy and did, all that kind they, of stuff. They would. He'd be gone for six months, and then be home for maybe a year, and then be gone for six months. Okay. And, and, Still, and that's the, a big chunk. And I was just joking a second ago when I said you're wasting my time. I don't know. Doesn't sound like it. No, but there. Let me put that in my book of insults that Elaine has said to me. Hold on. Let me to write this down real quick. Book of insults. Wait a minute. I don't insult you. That's about seventy there pages in. There is not. Okay. I don't insult you. I get mad at you and tell you you're being mean, but you are sometimes. Me? Yes. Um, hello, <laughs> just on our last little trip, you got all, he did something to, he did something to me. Can I tell a story? Okay. Uh, we were at a gas station. We were on our way to, on the way home from Austin. We were on a car trip and I was like sleeping in the car and we got out of this place to get gas. It's at Bucky's place. It's huge, right? In Texas. Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. don't have those in California. In Texas, it's <laughs> and he get, well, he gets gas and he goes, hey, I'm going to go in with the boys. We're going to go in and get grab a soda or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And you're like, do you want to come in? I'm like, no, I'll sit here. And I was kind of still sleeping. And you you proceeded to get out of the car. 
And then I heard you set the alarm and I thought, as soon as you did it, I was like waving my hands at you, like to try to get you to look at me <laughs> because I thought, wait a minute, if he just set the alarm, that means I'm not going to be able to open the door or the window or anything. And so I was trying to like figure it out and it started getting hotter and hotter and I'm a little claustrophobic. And I was like, like, (laughs) that's what it was. It wasn't the heat because it was low 70s. It was hot. And I was Mm. like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. And then I was like, (laughs) and then I was like, like, oh, no. Oh, no. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to open this door and the alarm's going to go off. And so I'm like, okay, fine. I put my shoes on. I got my purse my crossover purse ready to go. <laughs> I was like, and so sure enough, I opened up. It's like, wah, 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 and everybody's looking at me. And I'm like, sorry, sorry. And I like lock the door and run in to get you and you guys. And I mean, come on, with a dog in a car, you at least roll down the window. You didn't even roll the window down for your wife. I'm not even, uh, you would do more for the dog. <laughs> Okay, now I'm telling it from my perspective. And then he comes back and he gets all mad. Wait, do we really want to use this podcast to tell our fight? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get mad. I was more like hurt. Hurt? And so I hurt. Hurt. (laughs) Well, so I'm. I'm. We're we're on a long drive. I'm tired. It's been a long day. We're both. We're everyone is exhausted. Elaine's not feeling so well, so she's sleeping. And so I said, hey, I'm going to go in. We're going to use the restroom real fast and then come get a soda and be right out. So the entirety of the time we're gone is maybe five minutes. And and um, so I, I, tell, I, I said, hey, do you want to come in? She's like, no, I'm fine. And then that was before I even pulled up to the gas pump. And then I'm like in there again and uh, I'm getting gas and the whole thing. I tell the boys, let's go in. I said, do you want to come in again? She's out sleeping. And so I say, okay, I better lock the door because I don't want someone coming in on my wife. But then you leave the keys with the person. You say, I'm going to leave you the keys. Okay, that's what I should have. But I I asked you and you were dead asleep. (laughs) You didn't even move. That's even creepier. I woke up and, you know. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. They don't want to hear our dirty laundry, (laughs) but let's just suffice it to say I was right. I was in the right. And then he got mad at me. So anyway, why are we doing this? (laughs) My madness was like me being silent. It wasn't it. like we me yelling at you. Out. Nobody wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so okay, so this we're on three now. Is an LDR sustainable over longer periods of time? We've talked about how long yeah, our ours is and how long it's going to be. Yeah. And one of the questions I have is is literally, and and again, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but. One thing that's going to hinder the, the the length of it is what's the real what's the status of the relationship? Mm-hmm. Is it is it really serious? Is it something that you're committed to wholeheartedly, or is it kind of like? And I'll be quite frank: if you're in a long distance relationship right now with somebody, and you're kind of like, yeah, this is fun. I, I like this is kind of I like wait, it now, but minute, I don't know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But there's nothing wrong with that. Let's say I'm in college. And I meet a guy online and I'm like, this is fun. You know, maybe I, maybe I don't know if it's going to be sustainable over time and maybe, you know, but I'm exploring it. And I think the point is, is that different people have different situations with it. And I think you, I I think overall we're, 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 we're saying that, Hey, we're a couple who's already done this for five and a half years. So I think the answer is yes, it's sustainable over time, but you do have to put a lot of effort into it. But on the other hand, if you find that it's too much for you, it's also okay to say this isn't right for me, but you got to be honest with your partner. Yeah, I guess that's true. And I guess, I guess a long distance relationship could be kind of treated as a, a dating, getting to know somebody too and I, I i should guess i should differentiate that because i'm looking at it as you're in a committed relationship well right and maybe you're not maybe you're not ready to be and maybe you're just testing it out i think that's fair yeah you, you can you I can think you know should ex- explore an ldr and see if that's something that works for them and is kind of because there is I and mean, we've talked about it in some of our episodes there's a lot of fun parts like we I think our episode called The List, where it's like we made a list of all the fun, exciting parts. So there's fun, exciting parts of it. Mm-hmm. 
It allows you to kind of invest in your own life and have fun. So I think people should explore, is this right for me? And and it's going to, mm-hmm. everyone has a different story, right? Um, so like for us, we realized, hey, this really is sustainable. So then we made the jump to marriage. Now, once you make the jump to marriage, guess what? That's a commitment. Like you have to honor that commitment. Like we had to really think long and hard about that, right? Um, right. Whereas I think other couples that maybe are younger and aren't quite ready to get married, uh, we're here to say, yes, it's sustainable. There's there's millions of people doing it, right? Mm-hmm. But but right. it's also okay. Explore it. See if it's right for you. And right. if you want right. to make it no, work, I... listen to all our podcasts because we give lots of ideas. Right, right. Um, the other thing to consider too, and I guess this kind of tails on what we were just talking about, but if if you're, and we kind of just dove into this topic earlier today, but if you're, if you would, are you the kind of person that wants to wants an LDR? Is that kind of your cup of tea, or do you really want someone who's close mm-hmm. by? Do you want someone in your town? Now, the 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 kind of the conversation Elaine and I had today was, well, there's probably millions of people that want to meet someone that's close by in yeah, their like, town. Yeah, like why wouldn't you? But why let's, wouldn't you want to be with someone? Yeah, you want to meet someone near. But let's just say you're not meeting the right people. You've kind of, you know, been online dating or whatever it is in your town and you're just not meeting the right person. You should definitely want to scale up the radius of where you're looking. So if you have a five mile radius, make it 10. If you have a 10 and you're still not finding what you're looking for, make it 20. And and determine what what the distance is you're willing to go. Now, if you're just not finding anyone exciting and you want to go global, that's great. But I think that's the thing that you need to discern. Do you prefer someone? I want someone in my town, someone close to me. And I'm prepared to have a lot of obstacles in my way if I decide to go and make that distance wider. Well, some people may. In the search. I wonder if there are some people who don't, who like it for that reason. Like maybe they're in a certain situation. Like maybe they're really busy with, you know, it's so funny. Um, I don't know if you remember um, me telling you that one of my friends from high school, Rob, do you remember me telling you this? Mm-hmm. He was, I'm, he's I'm divorced sure. and was dating somebody in town. And he said, you know, Elaine, mm-hmm. I know, and he knows you too. He's like, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's great that you and Abe are making this work. And he goes, and in some ways, man, I, to be honest with you, I could really use that because he said, right now I'm at a season with my son where we're doing like, Every weekend we're doing tournaments for baseball and mm-hmm. during the week he needs me. He's got homework. I'm busy with work. And because my girlfriend lives in town, there's this like pressure to get together like almost every night and everything. And then it, then my son is sad because we're not spending time together. So like in mm-hmm. his, his situation, he was kind of saying, oh man, that could be really nice, right? Because then if I made that effort to – he goes, that way when you go see Abe, it's like you're really just – focus just on him and it's everybody knows and it's he goes so I think it's a great you know setup for people our age um and and do you remember the episode we did on um attachment styles mm-hmm. remember the person with the avoidant attachment style guys go check out that podcast episode on attachment styles because let's say I'm a person who has an avoidant attachment style that's not a bad thing. It just means that sometimes I need a little space. Sometimes I feel like maybe the person's infringing on my personal space a little. This could be a really beneficial type of lifestyle for someone with a more avoidant attachment. It's going to be... Right. You know, but it's going to be harder for the person with the anxious attachment, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, anxious right. attachment people don't give up hope. Just know that going to it might be a little more challenging for the people with a with an anxious attachment right you know who else this would be good for long distance spies (laughs) why well because they have to go on missions and stuff (laughs) and you know they can't be present all the time so if they want to just swing in every now and then and then they're they're going covert missions and stuff abe um there's something i need to tell you (laughs) <laughs> oh I'm no a secret agent did you did you did you find out i'm a spy <laughs> no i'm a spy 
spy. Oh, okay, you're a spy? a spy? We're both spies? No, I'm a spy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so this would be, you know, definitely, you know, if you're looking for something like this, I, I'm, I'm, I am a big proponent of finding someone outside your, your, uh, the within five miles, you know. And I found Elaine again, and it's been amazing and beautiful, and we've created something so great. And so, um, on your horizons, you know, is what you're saying it could be, and I guess so. That all goes back to the question: Is it sustainable? And I definitely think you know it, it is sustainable if you want it to be, but it's definitely okay if you realize and explore it that maybe it's not the best for you or maybe you're in a life stage where it's not the best for you right right okay now we may have touched upon this before but let's talk about the harsh 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 realities of a long distance relationship or community harsh let's let's give it harsh (laughs) <laughs> well, this Are is something, Elaine, that you struggle ready? with more. <laughs> well, you struggle with this more than I do because I, I'm in a stage of life where I have twin boys that are 15 and they're with me a lot and uh, we have a great time and I don't really suffer from as much loneliness uh, like you do because you are an empty nest right now. And... Um, you're kind of on all your lonesome mm-hmm. and tell people Not how always. difficult sometimes that is. Sometimes my kiddos come back or whatever, but well, sure, but and sometimes you're here. So, um, yeah, we've talked about this in several of our episodes. Loneliness is a rough, is a lot more rough for me. Um, <laughs> I'm an extrovert, and the combination of mm. being in distance and my so the combination of being in distance. My husband doesn't live here all the time. My kids both graduated and moved out and um, COVID and all that and the changes. It's been rough. And a lot of my friends, and we're also the life stage where a lot of my friends are married. So on the weekend, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I have to like, one thing I've learned is I have to really, um, during one thing that helps with me guys for my loneliness, well, A, I have three cats and that helps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, I mean, and real quick, the scientific truth of that is that when you cuddle with pets, it releases oxytocin, and it's a binding, soothing thing that does help with loneliness. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing that helps for me is I really, really focus on work Monday through Thursday, and then on the weekend I try to um, do projects or connect with friends and things like that. Now, what I've learned is if I try to just call someone and go, hey, you want to go to dinner? Hey, you want to go to coffee? They're busy with their families and their husbands, and it's harder for them to get away. So I almost have to book my friends a couple weeks out. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're at a life stage where they're doing things, and everybody wants to hang out with me. I mean, why not? <laughs> well, of course, who wouldn't? <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so loneliness is its a rough one, and I'm learning... Um, I'm learning to cope with it. I'm learning to, I've just was actually kind of, as we've talked on other podcasts, Abe and I are both Christians and I've really been trying to kind of like spiritually allow God to use this as a season for me to grow closer to him Mm -hmm. and to like even fine tune some of the things God wants me to do with this component of my life like you know it's going to be three years and then you'll be back in the home and boys may be too and who knows and so I'm trying to enjoy this time I'm trying to like find like how does God want to me to use this time in my life mm-hmm. um, besides eating ice cream and crying <laughs> <laughs> well that goes it, it, it exactly goes to the other part of this too because it's not just the loneliness but it's also you don't get to spend all the holidays uh, together. You don't. You miss big life moments, birthdays, anniversaries, graduations. It's like, wow, you want to yeah. experience those together. We don't get to do that. And people in LDRs and community marriages don't get to do that all the time. People really don't get that. Like, we're not going to be together for Easter. So I was just feeling kind of bummed about that, you know, because I, I love to host, but it's like so much easier to do it with you and... I don't know. It's just one of those things where I was thinking, okay, only three more years. And then I was like, yeah, but that's three times 
how many holidays right. are there? Like 10 holidays a year. So three times, that's like, you know, right. 30 more holidays. I'm going to be away from my husband, which is sucky, but you mm-hmm. know, it is what it is. Yeah. And don't get us wrong. We are able to spend some of that time together, but, but a lot of it we miss. Yeah. Some holidays um, we are together. And then we, if you check out some of our holiday podcasts, we get super creative mm-hmm. and we connect online and send gifts and do surprises and things like that. So it's not like we just sit around and go boo hoo, but you know, if we're talking in this, if this podcast topic is about, do you have what it takes? It's, you have to consider that. Will I, how will I feel not being always with my person on the holidays? Right. And one tough thing for, for both of us was, you know, we had planned the trip and there were some other factors as well, but we had planned the trip for me to go uh, to Emma's graduation and to help Emma with moving and everything else yeah. uh, from Santa Barbara back to home. And um, that's never going to happen again. I know. We in it. You know, it, it but I guess she... It, 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 when, when, when the graduate school and all that, potentially, but yeah. in terms of uh, a graduation from college, that's gone. Yeah. And so... Yeah, that was a bummer. We had had that planned, but something came up where you weren't able to come. and But Emma was okay with that, and I got some good time with Emma, but um, yeah. You know, can I just say something, too? One of the things about the holidays, and I'm wondering if other listeners would... Um, relate to me on this and you tell me too Abe if you ever relate to this you know what feeling I actually have a lot on holidays what I struggle with some jealousy on holidays Hmm. because it is really hard for me to see people posting pictures on like social media or Mm -hmm. even being at the holiday event I see like you know maybe I'll see my brother and his wife kind of cuddling or my parents cuddling or Mm -hmm. I I struggle with jealousy during the holidays right Um, yeah other people are getting to experience this amazing time together mm -hmm. and we're not and and, and I because they're like and I I think people forget like I think people um, and if you're my family listening I'm not trying to say anything negative but I, I think my friends and family see we have our podcast, see us, you know, doing neat things. And they forget Mm -hmm. that those times are really, really hard for us. And I just sometimes, it'd be nice if someone affirmed that sometime. I mean, not that I'm, I'm not complaining about my family, but like, I don't feel affirmed in it sometimes. Like, I feel like people just think like, oh, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You're not together, you know? Yeah, I I think that that's a... I don't think they do that purposely or anything like that. No, I don't think so either, but it's a you're right. I think it's a major blind spot. It's like, oh, well, they're used to it and they're fine and they should be it's and okay. They're together some holidays, and, just not this year. Yeah, but it's it's like you're almost mourning uh we can't be together and so there's this there's almost this face you put on like everything's great, but inside you're going dreading church on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to be at church. You know, it's important to me. Right. But I dread things like that when I see all the families and I'm like, <laughs> and then I have to put on the brave smile and, you know, it's just rough. Yeah. Well, what I've done to cope is I've created an exact replica of Elaine <laughs> out of ra- rags and dish towels. What? And it's not the same, but it's nice to have something to carry around that during the holidays weird. in that church. You better not have some weird doll. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? You come over here. There's like there's hay and a broomstick and some okay, you know why? branches okay, of art. I had a girlfriend in college. There was kind of it was during that time where there was like some police officer that was pulling over young girls and oh uh-huh. okay in San Diego, and she got one of those like blow up like funny dolls and put a base and had a, it dressed it in a shirt and pants baseball cap and used to drive with it at night her parents like just j- so that it looked just so she wouldn't get pulled over so it looked like she had a guy in the car with her uh-huh okay <laughs> for safety 
It's a lot of work. I'm going to start doing that. Maybe I'm going <laughs> to. Oh my gosh. What if she what, what if she just wore a mustache, you know? <laughs> well, or like put a baseball cap herself on? No, but she wanted a second mm-hmm. to look like there was a second person in the car because you're much less likely mm-hmm. to be targeted if if you look if there's a second person. I might start doing that. That's a good idea. A convertible with one of those plastic <laughs> <laughs> driving around town. And I'll no, don't do that because I'll in a year you'll be going. I'm leaving you for Bob. <laughs> Bob, who's Bob? The plastic doll I have. <laughs> he's here when I need him. He he's never distant. He doesn't lock me in the car. He's, he, he listens. <laughs> <laughs> he never talks back. <laughs> Maybe you better watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now we're getting into your realm, baby. Mm. Let's talk about some of the psychological effects of a long-distance relationship. And now, again, we're not trying to nitpick here or pick on anybody because these effects can kind of, they they are over all relationships. But for LDRs and commuter marriages, this is kind of something that we need to address because it is a little bit more intense. So psychological effects. Let's talk about depression. Yeah. Well, I definitely think, you know, we have to be careful when we use the word depression because depression is thrown around a lot, just the state, right? Like, oh, I'm so depressed, right? So you can have the feeling of mm-hmm. feeling depressed, but that's not actually like clinical depression. And clinical depression mm-hmm. is where you actually have what we call depressive episodes um, that last for a certain, you know, a couple weeks at a time. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's not like you can just shake it as easily. And um, it's... it. Absolutely. Something like being in a, in a long distance relationship could could trigger that. I, I absolutely know I've had some depressive episodes. Um, it's not mm-hmm. all the time and I'm usually able to pull myself out of it. And if I have any pre-existing things going on, like, um, you know, if I'm kind of hormonal, like near my cycle or something like that, it definitely impacts me. So I think that, you know, um, so... What I would recommend on that is if you are feeling just kind of depressed, that's one thing. But if you actually are having sometimes where you're having depressive episodes where you're really in a tough place, um, absolutely get hooked up with a with a therapist that you can talk to and they can give you some what we call psychoeducation on mm-hmm. um, what's going on in your brain and in your body when you're depressed so that you can, you know, take care of it because definitely some of the things that help is exercise and good sleep and mm-hmm. good nutrition, but also it's learning how to deal with like um, negative thoughts and how to um, take those negative thoughts and balance them. We've talked about that in a couple episodes, but it, it would be really great. I would see this is the thing. I would love to become like an LDR therapist, but with licensing, hmm. I can only, I'm a, I'm licensed in California, so I can only have clients in California. But they're mm-hmm. doing some different things with that. There may come a time where I'm able to do across state lines. I don't know about countries, though. But, boy, mm-hmm. I think, you know, most therapists could help you with this anyway. But, shoot, mm-hmm. it would be great if we could get some actual, like, LDR therapists that specialize in that. Right. I heard of another thing that can help with depression. Did you know you could turn your frown upside down? <laughs> See, that's the kind of simplified answers that people who actually suffer from clinical depression don't like to hear. Just turn your frown upside down. I thought it was a clinical, like, uh, therapeutic <laughs> <laughs> something that you practice, right? <laughs> well, de- I'm All right. definitely choose. I'm having fun. I mean, there is truth to that. You can kind of like make actual conscious efforts to to be <laughs> happy and like choose a joyful state. But <laughs> you just should I be a therapist? Hey, listen, you just need to turn your friend upside down. That'll be two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I think could be an excellent therapist you might have to work on your empathic skills a little bit (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) okay let's get into two different fears right now 
let's first just talk about fear. Okay, fear. Well, that goes back to that episode that I would love for people to go back to and check out on our attachment styles. I do think there's going to be some people who struggle a little bit more, are a little bit more anxious about being away from their person. And that might be related to things in their childhood that might be related to past emotional injuries. Um, having mm-hmm. an anxious a- attachment is not a bad thing or a pathological thing. It's just a result of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe injuries or people not being secure for you in the past. So the goal would be is to not be not, not discount those feelings, but to really express those to your partner when you're feeling afraid or you're having some trust Mm -hmm. issues. Um, and we've talked, we've talked a lot on here of how I really come to the table with a lot of betrayal trauma issues from my first marriage. Um, there was infidelity and I was betrayed pretty badly in, in a very surprising way. It was like a bomb overnight kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. so I do, I have to be real honest with Abe of, um, even though I have a secure attachment, um, and again, go check out that episode because you can even find out what attachment style you are. I, I struggle with anxious attachment sometimes too. And I do get scared, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think it would be harder if you weren't busy with the boys all the time and you were going out with guy friends for drinks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think, I don't know. I worry about, I think that's gotta be hard for like college kids, right? Mm, definitely. I, I would imagine there's a lot definitely. of fear for college kids because it's like we're kind of at the boring mom dad life stage. <laughs> Whereas I think like <laughs> right. young college kids and like 30 year olds, that's kind of be hard because you do want to go out and explore your campus or like just hang out with other college age kids or even we don't have to say college. We could say even just like 20 somethings and mm-hmm. have a good time that's got to be really hard if you're if your partner's going out with friends and you know i could see a lot of fear with that yeah yeah so i think communication is key we have a lot of episodes on communication and so just being able to tell your partner that you are afraid or what's making you afraid and be able to have that communication with one another i, I guess what I, now well, this one i can't just say one one last thing on that i think what we're trying to say here You know, this episode is on, do you have what it takes to be an LDR? And so what we're saying with the topic of fear is, A, if you're having fears, you need to be able to express that to your partner. And B, if your partner does express those to you, please be gentle and be patient. There needs to be, if you're in an LDR, there has to be room and space for for partners to express fears to one another mm-hmm. and that we mm-hmm. that that we don't minimize them or mock them or make fun of them that we take them seriously and um let your partner's fears influence your behavior so again we've talked about this in other episodes too we don't control each other's behavior but gosh, if I know something makes Abe feel anxious or nervous, I'm going to try to do things to help him feel safer and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And we've had to have, we've had right. to have a lot of those conversations. Like, right. Like when I go out with girlfriends out for dinner or some drinks or like when mm-hmm. we were traveling a lot with, um, female coworkers and things like that with, that were at trade shows that you were at, mm-hmm. we've had to have mm-hmm. lots of conversations about what makes us feel safer. Right. Right. And, you know, so the communication component is very critical when it comes to that aspect of it. Now, one of the things I want to close with, um, and I thought this was kind of, it seems frivolous and a little bit silly and surface, but the the FOMO aspect mm. of the fear of missing yes. out. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in this relationship and I'm missing out on life. That- that's Somehow. kind of what I meant when I was joking earlier. Like, I'm, you're wasting my life. But I, there is. There's this part of me that's going, am I, am I missing out on, like, when I see other couple, like, a lot of my couple friends are in Empty Nest. And I'm like, and they're off traveling together. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to be doing that. 
Right, right. But even, I mean, it crosses the scale of all ages. Like, I, I, I want to, you know, take my person to the formal, but I can't. So I'm going with a friend. And now I don't have this amazing romantic experience uh, to enjoy. And so now I'm just kind of going through the motions. And, um, and that can be said for a lot of different scenarios. It's like I'm missing out on life. And I think the, third wheel the important... Lot, the fifth wheel a lot. Yeah. And a lot of the things that... You know, the upside is that, you know, for Elena and I especially, is that when we do get together, we get those magical moments, um, those beautiful moments of being together and the, the fact that we were apart for so long that we have this almost honeymoon kind of scenario every time we were together. But yeah, during occasions and and even going out with friends and now you're the third wheel and, and the whole thing, that's got to be tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I think I definitely experienced that FOMO feeling. Um, Again, social media makes it hard, I think, especially in in like holidays and things like that, that like we were talking about before. Well, yeah, that's a great point on the social media component because everyone is posting things about being together and whether it's Valentine's Day or a birthday or forgiving holidays, they're just going out and enjoying the weekend together. And you're like, I want to do that too, but I can't because my husband's in Texas and I'm in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, you that's... also mention really quick. Can we just say one other thing that's also super hard that you got to think about is that mm-hmm. even I didn't really realize about being in a long distance relationship. Um, I don't see this on your outline. Um, oh, did my flame on the car <laughs> not cover it all? The one that's really, really hard, too, is if something happens where there's an emergency or, like, someone, mm, like, mm-hmm. over that time, I actually guys got really sick and had to go to the hospital for, like, four days. Um, mm-hmm. And I got C. diff, of all things, which is highly contagious and can even be deathly from an anti- from an antibiotic. So, uh, little, mm-hmm. little um, disclosure, make sure you take probiotics when you're taking antibiotics because... I I got really really sick, and that was rough mm-hmm. because you were with your kids. You couldn't come out, um, and I'm like in the hospital by myself. And my family came out and helped me. And then the time I threw my back out too. Um, mm-hmm. These are things that are really really rough to be away. So you have to kind of be ready for that too. That typically you would have your partner, who's there at the end of a long day, if you've had a hard day. Or who's there when you're, like, really sick to help take care of you or things like that. Like, or just physically get around. Or I also have that feeling, like, when my car breaks down or something. I mean, I was like, well, I guess I'm Ubering to the, you know what I mean? Right. There's solutions. There's solutions. And there's ways you get around it. But it's just a little bit challenging. you got to be ready for that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I can't tell you how helpless I felt. And, and and just so knowing that when, when Elaine had C. diff, this is right before, you know, the spring before we're about to get married. Yeah. And um, then she gets, you know, C. diff and is in the hospital. Um, everyone's telling her no one can go in and be with her because it's that contagious and can be that, you know, deadly. Um, and so she's saying, don't come, don't come. I have the kids. I'm like, I want to be there. She's saying, no, 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 no. And, yeah, because even if you go um, out, you wouldn't be able to come see me anyway. But right, but it still was like you talk about a helpless feeling. You can't be there. Yeah, so there's help. So that's for, a good point. There's times where you feel helpless. Yeah, and or and the I time think my that alarm was going off in the middle of the night, and I was like, I called you crying. Mm-hmm. I called Abe crying, and I was like, Oh my god, people are gonna think I'm the biggest nut. I, it sounds like I cry a lot, um, which maybe I do. Anyway, um, I, my alarm, for some reason, my alarm company is, the cell tower went out, so my alarm was spontaneously going off, even though there was no one breaking into my house, but I thought there was someone breaking into my house, and so I called Abe when I was crying. And, Every time she thinks someone's yes, breaking into it, It's happened a couple times, and so then I even called 911, and they were like, okay, sweetie, can, is your mom home? And I was like, 
<laughs> I was like, I'm right. the mom. I'm 51 years old. Like, <laughs> but man, I sure wish oh, you had shit. been there for me, right? That we could have managed it together. Well, yeah, it's like a, you know, what, what can I do from, you know, two states away, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm scrambling. I'm, I'm trying to call trying everybody to, to get me. them yeah. over there. Didn't you try to call 911 from Texas, but you it, it didn't go through? Well, that's another thing, guys. That's a, actually a great point because when I've tried to call 911 or we've tried to get emergency services, not that it's happened a lot. It's happened a couple of times. But um, when you dial 911, it goes to your location, yeah. your local 911. It doesn't go to... So then you got to go. Oh my gosh! I got to call the the city they're in, and the, guess what? There's no nine one one for the city the person's in. Yeah. You got to call the actual police station uh, that they're in, and they go, "Oh, why don't you call nine one one? Because I'm not there." Yeah, you they're know, like, huh? it's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, the cop that came over to check my house, he was like, <laughs> "Wait, are you?" Is your husband here? And I was like, um, he's out of town. I didn't want to be like, wow, we're in a commuter marriage and a commuter marriage. <laughs> like I didn't. <laughs> Let me explain that this. And here's 25 dating tips for commuter <laughs> here's marriages. Here's our podcast if you're interested. So I was like, <laughs> um, he's out of town. Like, because, you know, it was clear that like your stuff was there. It was just funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, your sound's going in and out a little bit. I hope that, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see in the editing process. Yes, I think we're okay. We're All covered. Right. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> so now, shout outs. Now it's time. So, guys, some shout outs. I wanted to give a couple here. So, um, this first one is from Jessica. And Jessica says that she and her guy met on Facebook Messenger through an ex, through a now ex friend. So, I don't know. Oh, ex-friend. I don't know why the oh. friend is an ex-friend now. But anyway. <clears throat> There's dirt. They met through this ex-friend. Maybe the friend wasn't so friendly afterwards. Um, and they, oh, maybe the other friend liked her too or something. I don't hmm. know. Interesting. Anyway, um, they messaged each other and he, and she says that he gave her, she, he gave her the most beautiful compliment I'd ever gotten and said, you're the most beautiful woman that God has ever created. And now they talk every day. And um, they took it slow at first, but uh, four months later, he asked her to be his girlfriend. And they have been um, doing doing, uh, doing this relationship in distance ever since. So good for you guys. But why would he lie to her like that? <laughs> what do you mean? Because you're the most oh, beautiful woman that God ever created. Thank you, honey. Do you like that? Like but how to I did? him, she's the most beautiful woman God ever created. Oh, I guess. <laughs> All right. Our next one goes out to, oh, gosh, this is a neat couple, honey. And I have something kind of fun to share with you. So David, he's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, my gosh. That place is mm-hmm. so pretty. And Amy, mm-hmm. she's in uh, Weatherford, Texas. Is that close to our Texas house? Yeah, that's that's about an hour away what? from us. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we'll have to get together with them and go get drinks. Okay. okay so listen, listen to David and A- David and Amy next time we're all in Texas at the same time. We're going out. Okay. So Amy, they're very similar to us. They are. Um, hmm. They're awesome. <laughs> they are awesome. She has two boys. Oh. He has a daughter, and because of those mm-hmm. kiddos, they're going to be in distance for at least six years. Um, and that yep. is that is the truth when you have kids. Um, but he says there's just nothing that can keep us apart. And he says, um, so David said that listening to our podcast has been really therapeutic for their LDR. It's really helped them to know they aren't alone, which I was like, that is so great because that's kind of even the topic of this episode, right? Like, what does it take? Mm -hmm. Well, it takes being in a community. It really does. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. It so helps. they met in junior high. Their story is very similar to us. They, they met in junior high. They flirted a little bit, but they actually ended up reconnecting later in life, um, hmm. right before the pandemic. Now, now, he, and they also they listen to they put on Alexa at night and just sleep together. Oh, that's interesting. Which made me laugh because I was thinking about I got that new app that records it. It, it like. Re- 
<laughs> I got right. this new app that tries to tell you if you're having good sleep and it records the sounds you make and it tells you in the morning like you cough six times or you rolled over you know five times and so with me when I do it alone it, it's maybe like 10 things right Abe and I tried it when we were together and it was like 40 times like either no it's like 33 things so like, like oh my either god you coughing or me coughing or, it was funny okay now here's one thing that's really exciting about david and amy guess what what they're joining us in a commuter marriage they just got engaged oh wow cool so Oh, that's yeah, awesome. So, David and Amy, congratulations on your engagement. We're just so excited that you shared it with us. And welcome to the world of being in a commuter marriage. And uh, let's get together when, when I'm out in Texas next time. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, congratulations, guys. And it's, it's, it's something that, you know, Elaine and I kind of were – you know, excited about, you know, making that step to be committed and being a commuter marriage. And so that's even another obstacle and hurdle to come over. But um, you'll enjoy it. And if you're as committed as we are, you're really revel in it and have a good time. Yeah. So, so thank you, guys. Do you have what it takes? Did you have what it takes to even listen to the oh end of the God, episode? Probably not. Jeez. Yeah, I, <laughs> you probably dropped I off think, halfway through so this is and dumb we want to end we want to end <laughs> by saying you do have what it takes if you want to um but if if you if you explore it and it's not right for you that's okay too is it, it honey yes oh, that, was a, <laughs> that was a really good ending and you blew it <laughs> I love to mess with maybe, Elaine. Maybe okay, you, thank you so much, you guys. Be a good therapist. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, okay, guys, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'd love to All hear right, your feedback. Bye. bye. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.